This is the Strategic Hot Box Reel with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Remixing your favorite episodes and moments and giving you the tools to achieve greatness. It's time to kick some a- Today's topic, celebrating women leaders. Welcome to the Strategic Hot Box. This is your girl, Brandy Stankovic, coming to you. And this particular episode is Wonder Women. So let's launch right in. What does it mean that to be a wonder woman? What does it mean to work with women that are wanting to, to progress in their careers and empower those people that work with you? And this particular episode is Wonder Women, the working mom. And there are so many of us that are out there that are trying to balance a family as well as, you know, take over the world and our businesses and things like that, right? But really about trying to be the best that we can be in, in home and in business. And so why women in leadership and why this Wonder Women special edition. And I thought I'd pull up a couple stats for you just to frame the discussion and go into what we're going to do about it. And the first is, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, women make about 47% of the the U.S. workforce. So they are 47% of the workforce. However, in CEO positions in the S&P 500, they're only 5.8%. So, and that's in the S&P 500. And then in industries like Catherine and I work in financial services, et cetera, that problem mirrors that. It's very, it's similar in the fact that the higher you go in the organization, the bigger the organization is, the less representation we see by women. I also teach at the College of Southern Nevada, as you may know. And one of the things that I'm seeing with the women that are there is young women, like will ask, well, what's the glass ceiling? Like, what even is that? There's no such thing. I can do whatever I want, which I think is amazing. This is an amazing problem problem to have. It's amazing. I'm sure there are women from the 60s and 70s that were burning their bras that are so happy that we've gotten to this place that people aren't even aware that something like that ever existed. On the flip side, it also shows that we aren't working towards a different future as hard as we once were. And so what does feminism then mean to you? Well, it's interesting because I thought about it and I thought, you know, the word to me is actually what you you mentioned as well. It means um, in some ways more about male bashing, uh-huh. um, especially when we were, you know, walking the line and, and saying, hey, this is what we want. I've always been um, a feminine feminist. Uh-huh. Um, I've walked the line with... Um, with people and with organizations and being able to care, change lives. I never wanted to cuss with the guys. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't want to do that kind of stuff. But, um, but I've lived the life of a feminist. Yes. I'm strong. That's interesting. I'm a yeah. learner. Um, I'm a driver. We broke down some of the gender roles. Yep. Um, we shared home and work. And, um, and I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. I'm a grandma. Right. You know, I mean, so I look at those things and I realize that it's all about that sweet Sue in me, (laughs) you know, the sweet Sue that they used to call me. And I I think about it today and I, I was sweet, but strong. Yes. And so feminism to me represents what we have to do in the future. And it's almost like a reflection thing, right? So you realize that you led a feminist path, like path only because that's the path that felt right for you in the moment. But yet... It wasn't like you set up and woke up every day and like, I'm going to be a feminist. That's exactly right. I didn't, um, I didn't take to the pulpit and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I worked hard. 
Right. And I had real challenges through that process, which we'll talk about. But I look at it today and I realize, oh, my gosh, you know, I've been a, a leader in driving some of these initiatives because it's the right thing to do. Yes. You know? So what does it mean to you in general in 2017 and beyond, mm-hmm. 18 and beyond to be a working mom? Yeah. You know, I'd say it's it's both great and bad. And the, the great part where I see the big change, um, shout out to the Gen X and the Gen Y dads. They're oh, changing the absolutely. landscape. Sure. You know, so the Gen Xer, I think mm-hmm. about um, my husband and sort of how dads have become so hands-on and active with their kids. Mm-hmm. They've changed the work environment as a result because Absolutely. now you see dads, you know, if a child is out sick, it's not automatically the mom, the mom. that's going to stay at home. Mm-hmm. It actually might depend on who has what going on at their job that day. Absolutely. You see dads, you know, leaving, well, I want to go to the doctor appointment. I want to go to the recital. I'm going to go to the parent teacher conference. It's not always just on the mom. Mm-hmm. So I think that generation has dramatically just started to change the landscape. I mean, one thing that's interesting mm, for me, having, right, having a 12-year-old and then now having an, also, an almost four-year-old, preschool drop-off is fascinating to me. It's very different than it was a decade ago. Today, when I drop off my youngest, it's actually majority dads really that are doing that the are drop doing, off yeah. and to my be quite honest does. yeah and mine normally does as well mm-hmm. you know so it's just interesting to sort of just see the shift of involvement even over the last the last decade so it makes right. me hopeful makes me hopeful yes. for employers right. frankly makes me really um excited when i think about my kids my mm-hmm. boys and my girl mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you sort of think about well the way they view the world and their expectation is a much more equality, right? Where mom and dad are equally involved. The downside though, I definitely was resonating with the stats that you shared up front. Mm -hmm. So in, in particular in board seats and in executive level positions, um, I am by and large, not only the youngest person when I sit around the table with my peers, my Mm -hmm. other CEO peers in, you know, and my organization, we work with credit unions, we work with government, we work with other nonprofits, Mm -hmm. kind of in the financial services sector. It's predominantly still all men, Mm -hmm. um, you know, significantly older men. And Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm literally you know, sort of, there's just one of, one of me, right. <laughs> you know, so, men and a little, and Catherine, and little me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that is definitely, I think still, mm-hmm. it, it's still happening. And I think in some cases, you know, obviously maybe the opportunity doesn't come up or, or you're just not given the opportunity. But in a lot of cases, I also see women, moms saying, you know what, like, it's too much. I actually sure. don't want to do that. Right. You know, so there's kind of a combination of things in, in play. So mm-hmm. definitely kind of, it's a balance. Yeah, yeah it is a balance. And mm-hmm. I think both of those are definitely on, on my mind. I very much still feel like the token female sitting yes. at the table. Right. Um, and they're always fascinated when I have little children as well. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of scratching their head at that. Right. Cause I think there's still a bit of a stigma kind of when you see women in higher level roles like well maybe they just spend all their time working sure well no actually i have three kids and i'm really involved with them let me tell you right. about that right 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 so what is the glass ceiling for you and how can young women just demolish that well, I love it that the girls that you're working with, that they seem to not even understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they'll get a little bit of an awakening once they're out yeah, in the workplace. That's true. I, you know, and I wish we didn't have to talk about this in 2017, yeah. mm-hmm. but it is a reality still. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, I've sort of deliberately engineered my way around it. It's going to sound a little Machiavellian when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, I, I got that CEO gig, so I guess right, it's Right, it's, it's working. <laughs> It's safe to reveal my secrets now, but, you know, in addition to going back and getting that degree Mm -hmm. and taking on more technical roles, I mean, I did stuff like I learned to golf. 
Yes, right. I, I knew, I knew that that was way. one way to kind of bust into that old sure. boy network. And you're good at it, too. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm a pretty terrible golfer, actually, but I, I, I have great wardrobe for it, right? right? A, you know? Amen to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I look the part. And, and actually, you mentioned dress mm-hmm. earlier, and I know mm-hmm. that there was, I remember my mom wearing her floppy bow tie blouses in the 70s because yeah. she wanted to dress for success, and right. that was such a thing. And, you know, but I always have been really careful about my dress. Sure. I want to dress for the job I ha- I want, not the yes. job I have. Oh, and smart. I actually do. I think that there's still something to that. Mm-hmm. And when people don't put enough care into it, it's it's almost a, a sign of disrespect. You Could know that you're way. not you're not taking things seriously enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it's a serious business is a serious thing. It is absolutely. Yeah. There, but so, what are some pressures or hurdles or things that you've overcome? Yeah, I mean, I think that probably is like one of the the, the bigger ones. Yep. Um, I think too, just sort of oftentimes people do want to stereotype you, especially mm-hmm. as a mom, as a working mom that, oh, you know, that person's just doing that. Um, sure. I think probably some of the bigger stereotypes are actually with pregnant women. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it was sort of interesting for me. And obviously, you know, like every, you know, every pregnancy is super, super different. Right. My last one, I actually took a business trip, I am not joking you, to the East Coast a week and a half before my son. I can't believe they let you on the plane. Well, my doctor said, I'm signing this note under duress. I said, no, I need to go to this. And I actually (sighs) made my husband to come with me because I was petrified I was going to go into labor. But I sort of felt that people were stopped inviting me to things because they thought they were doing me a favor. Whereas I was like, no, 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 I'm I'm feeling great. I'm actually still going to go do these things. Don't let me opt out. Right. Don't yeah. opt me out right. automatically. And, you know, again, Opt like every pregnancy is, is different. So sure. I think to really sort of just put yourself out there because people, and I, and I also sort of found people didn't mean to do it meanly or negatively right. either. Like we're they were like, oh, like I'm, do, I'm helping, I'm, you know, doing you mm-hmm. a favor type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think by you defining, you know, what you want and, and what you're doing, uh-huh. like that's, you need to basically take that power and that's do it. That's great advice. Oh. Feminine or feminist? This word feminism sure gets a lot of uh, media coverage these days, I feel like, especially from the election. And feminine, I, I decided that in preparation for this, I would look up what the definition of fe- feminism is in general. And that's the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. So advocating for women's rights because the the thought is, the foundation is that there's equality amongst the sexes. That is feminism. So if you think about it, then anybody that believes in the progression of women to be equal would be a feminist. Right. And yet I feel like, and maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I feel like sometimes the word feminist can get a bad reputation that you're going to be somebody that's way too sassy or that's burning their bra and doing crazy things. But in reality, if you're a feminist, you're really just saying, Hey, I support women as, as a gender and as leaders and as uh, people that, that are growing up equal. And so it's interesting the way that, that we can create a stigma around a particular word. Um, and one of those kind of movements or something that's happening happened in this, the feminism that's occurred in the last several years is the Women's March that happened earlier this year, January 21st, as a matter of fact, to advocate uh, legislation and, and policies and human rights. And uh, I, and of course, some took it to the extreme and supported or were anti in other uh, aspects. But from my participation and highlight of it in our discussion today is entirely around the fact that it's an advocate for um, just this this idea of women and being uh, supportive of all human rights. It doesn't 
doesn't matter if you're a woman, you're a man, you're a child, you're you know a senior, whatever it is, however you fall into any category or category you put yourself or other people put you in, how can we make sure that we're working together so we all grow in a synergistic way? So uh, you, there are some resources that I know that you've been very involved in, something that's also very near and dear to my heart, and that's the Global Winds Leadership Network. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, now get me started on the passion. Um, <laughs> you know, my first engagement with um, a woman's group was a she group, and that was in the 1990s, and we put together um, senior holistic executives. And the idea with that was that we would, um, instead of being on the golf course with Good Old Boy Network, what we would do instead is come together as women and do adventures. And one of those adventures happened to be um, in Sedona looking for UFOs, and, <laughs> and all of these CEOs are with me and they were willing to challenge and, and so on. And I've always had that passion, either directly or indirectly. So in, um, in 2009, mm -hmm. Brian Branch, Dr. Branch, um, head of World Council, came to me and said he had this vision for an initiative and asked that I, if I'd be the founding chair. And I am. And I'm excited to share with you a few stats because I think it's Please really do. important to, you know, one of the things that somebody said to us when we started this was you have to have results. Women want results. Mm -hmm. And so let me tell you, 2016, I'll read you a couple of notes Please. here. Um, we have hundreds of volunteers, but we have about 1,200 members, wow. and those members are from 78 countries. 78. Wow. Look at uh, there. There's our smiling faces there right we there. Are. Uh, 78 countries, amazing. We have 41 scholarships to women from 21 countries. Um, we have 32, soon to be 39, sister societies, which wow. are local chapters around the yep. world in 13 mm -hmm. countries. Um, we've raised 450000 and given it in empowerment grants, but our overall funding is over a million four. It's incredible. Since that, 2009, since right? 2009. And it's the credit and spirit. It's really about, on a human level, both you know, locally and globally, uh -huh. locally, domestically, our issue is probably more about moving the needle. Sure. And some of the things you mentioned in your opening. But I think on an international level, it's about feeding families. Right. Getting water. Yeah. Um, equal opportunities. So one example of that is we give an annual award as part of Global Women and Lenny received it in um, 2016. And this is what she accomplished in a year. She formed a multi-purpose cooperative. The, the empowerment grant was not very much money. Um, she trained 109 women, and their income increased by 23%. So she was given a small empowerment grant, a tiny amount of money, and with that, impacted 109 women. And raised their income. Wow. But she also went out and uh, taught financial literacy to eight. 8,000 people, wow. She's the CEO of the Asian Confederation of Credit Unions, which is a very male-dominated environment. Sure. And she was able to go out there and do that, and she started four sister societies, and she's starting her fifth, and those are in countries like Nepal. Right. All right. These are very poor areas. And so, you know, women and men that supported it are making such a difference. And absolutely. And, you know, I think that uh, we'll share with Brandy. Brandy's the ambassador for um, the U.S. on this initiative. And we've gotten the, the award this year. Yeah. So, yeah. The, that's incredible. So. so, the glass ceiling, how did you break through it, or what are the steps that, that you've taken? You know, I did, again, Machiavellian, mm -hmm. I did some things like, for example, when Stan, you know, wanted to promote me up to an EVP level. He said, you know, what, what title do you think you should have? And even though I had marketing as part of my area of responsibility, I didn't want the word marketing in my title because I mm. thought 
there was a little bit of a connotation that that's a female dominated field. Yep. Uh-huh. And I said, I don't want that. I right. don't want that because people will think that I'm the marketing girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, I want it to be EVP of markets and strategy. Ooh, I, smart. I thought that sounded a little more concrete, uh-huh. frankly, a little bit more male. Right. And, you know, whether that was manipulative, I don't care. It worked um, or it's part of what worked, I yeah. think. Uh, and, part of the journey. And so I've, I've tried to, you know, starting back in high school, I played on the men's water polo team. Right? Did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Because I, intense. I, I just wanted to not let gender ever be an issue for me. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And so if I wanted something, I was going to go after it. And, right. um, and so that's that's served me pretty well. Uh, there have been setbacks along the way, sure. no question. Right. But, but well, speaking of that, what are some of the experiences or disasters, lessons that you've learned along the way? Yeah, you know, in thinking about that, I, I really sat down and I thought, disasters, you know, and, you know, I have had a few really personal examples. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a sister die very, very young mm-hmm. at 43, Sorry. my older sister. And, you know, one of the things that I, this story that just resonates with me is, about two months before she passed away, she gave me a book and it was called Americans in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it was about Americans traveling to Paris and enjoying it. And she inscribed the flyleaf with, I hope someday you and I get to go to Paris together. Oh my gosh. And of course she passed away a few right. months later. And I remember opening that book and just sobbing, Sure, you know, when I found it right. after she was gone. And I thought, Something clicked that day for me, and I said, "I'm not going to leave anything undone." Oh, she never, I love went, that. yeah, she never. I'm going to get choked up I thinking about it. Too, but, me too. Great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she never got to go to Europe, and mm. I thought, you know what? No, that is not. I if I'm going to assume every day is my last, I'm going to seize every opportunity. Yeah. So I set about going and on a personal quest to see all 50 states Good right for you. by the yeah. time i hit 50 i wanted to do that and i have this really really long bucket list because i i have tangible proof that life can end too soon absolutely yeah thank you for sharing that Sweet. yeah so what's an action item or takeaway some advice that you can have for people working with women in leadership yeah um you know i would say that um for women Make sure you find something that lights you up, that you're passionate about. I can tell you right now, and and I'm going to assume you're the same, there's no way I would get up and do all the stuff I do and travel and work like mad Like if I didn't believe it in my heart. There's no way I could leave my little ones. And, and there are times when you miss things, right? Sure. So I definitely do sort of see you know, why some women would opt out or, or step out. Like They probably just haven't found that thing, whatever that is that, yeah, that lights that them love. up. Uh-huh. And so I really, you know, as you're navigating your career and as you're thinking about having a family, like, think about that. Like mm-hmm. what, what is worth it? Because frankly, whether you stay at home or work outside of the home, raising children is really difficult and really, really <laughs> challenging. Right. I mean, we make it look good. Yes. But, <laughs> but no, no, it's right? a mess. I mean, I'm a hot mess most of the time. So what is a action item or a takeaway? What can young women or or any women in leadership or even those who work with women start doing differently? Well, you know, I I think that we have to manage our own careers. And, you know, a lot of people, to your point earlier, they think that if they work hard, it will be enough. And we have to be deliberate. We have to craft our own path. We have to ask for Ask for, ask for what we want. Yeah, I love that. And I don't think women do as good a job of that. Uh-huh. I mean, I was reading even there's a Pew study that I was reading in preparation for today. And it, and it talked about the wage gap mm. in particular. Mm-hmm. And 
and it wasn't so much that women um, are just on the whole paid less. It's oftentimes that they don't ask, ask for the raise for the way that a man would. Uh-huh. And so I think asking for what you want. Um, yeah. And if that means filling in a gap in your career or asking for your education to be paid for so that you can feel more confident, I, we've tips. got to do that. Yeah. We've, no one will manage your career the way that you manage your career. Yeah. And I've, I feel really strongly about that. The, the folks that I mentor, especially the younger women, that's the first thing I tell them. To ask. I love that. That should even yeah. be one of my kick-ass you know, takeaways for today, asking that question. I mean, even just in your title example and story that you gave, if you hadn't have asked, it just would have been what it was. Right. And I didn't want something being anointed upon me or conferred upon me. I, I wanted to craft my own brand. Yeah. And I am very careful about that, you mm-hmm. know, and there are, there's language that I choose. I work really hard on executive presence. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have, if I've got a speaking engagement, I am going to prepare because sure. I, I want my brand to mm-hmm. be very carefully managed and, yeah. you know, not in an artificial way. I am no. who I am. Absolutely. And, but I, I want that best version of myself to always be what I put forward. Well, and also one of the things that in, in asking, in creating, in being present and, and active in your own brand and career and job, you're also kind of knowing what you want. Because I feel like in order to ask, you have to know. And so many people sit around like, oh, I don't know. I'm just you know riding it out for the next few years. And what a, what a waste to the next few years. You Life know? is far too short. To my earlier point, mm-hmm. it's just far too short. And, you know, I have another example as well. I... I know that uh, one of the things that women can be perceived as not as good at as, mm-hmm. is deal making. Mm, negotiation. Negotiation uh-huh. and just kind of crafting the art of the deal. Uh-huh. And so that was another thing I asked for in a past role is I said, I want to be in charge of mergers and acquisitions. And I did it. I wasn't in charge, actually. Let me be clear. <laughs> I was uh, working very closely at someone's elbow, but that uh-huh. filled out part of my hand and kind of gave me some of those skills that yes. maybe women aren't perceived to have. And right. So even if I already had them, I mm-hmm. wanted it on my resume so that people would say, ah, okay, yeah, this she's got that she's piece. Done. Yeah. Right. And what would be a skill that, that comes in, in merger and acquisition negotiation? Well, it, it's that push and pull. Mm-hmm. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, here, we're going to put an offer in front of you. You're going to counter and we're going to keep working toward the middle. Okay. It's like a dance in a, in a sense. It is a dance. Uh-huh. And, and I think that women bring something special to that. Mm-hmm. Women really care about the relationship. They don't want to jeopardize the relationship in the process of making the deal. Yes. And so I think in some ways that makes us better deal makers mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if we, if we follow all the other, you know, trips and or tips and tricks of negotiation as well it's not all about relationships you've got to be a you've got to really be you got to know what you want again ask ask uh-huh yes all of those pieces Sorry. do you have some advice for young women yes i mean i think that when i look to the future one of the things that we had to overcome there was a time in my career when i was put as an acting manager i wasn't given the actual title or the compensation or the recognition and during that particular time the um i won the president's award I was recognized nationally, wow. and I decided to get a new job, so I resigned right before it, and in the meeting where I told my boss, he was congratulating me and sending me, he said, um, you know, I'm looking forward to you going to Hilton Head, and I said, no, I'm going to resign, and he said, what, and he hit the table, and he got so emotional, and I looked at him, and I said, let's take a moment. I think you're being too emotional. <laughs> and that's one of those moments, and so what I said to young women today and to young men, all right. We have to work harder than others. Right. And it's not, again, the barriers are there. 
sure. they're there stereotypes at all levels. Or whatever, stereotypes huh? are there. And so it's really important that you collect yourself, think it through, but always look to the next thing mm-hmm. and say to yourself, what are my dreams? And be relentless in pursuing those, but always lift others up with you. Sure. Okay. Do it in the right way because today your network, when you reach this point in my career, my network is 25, 30 years. Right. Friends and people. And that's really Mm -hmm. what it means. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And I think that sometimes women, because they are so competitive with one another, don't support and build and work together as much as we could. It's interesting you say that. You mentioned earlier that when we go around the world, people have different um, initiatives Mm -hmm. based upon their area. Jamaicans, the women there tell me that that they have no problem with uh, gender. Okay. What they have a problem with is women supporting each other. Huh. And so think about where you are and think about how you can. Specific to you. Yes. Uh Individually to your area. Culture. Empower, change lives, commit to it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now it's your favorite time, my favorite time. It's time to kick some ass. Here is your top five kick-ass Wonder Women breaking the glass ceiling. Number one, keep your eye on the prize. Know what you want. Focus on those results. I think we can take this to the next level in adding what Caroline shared, and that's ask. So not only know what you want and focus on that, but ask for it as well. Be present and take the initiative in your own leadership journey. Number two is don't apologize. If you are working hard, work hard. And if you are with your kids, be with your kids. And if they come in during your BBC interview, it, it, it is what it is. Or yell poop from, from the back. That's going to be the best. I'm going to remember that forever. Uh, then don't apologize. It's all part of being who you are. Number three is to share with the next generation. Sue's talked about it pretty tremendously. I shared at the very beginning about the fact that sometimes we get clueless to it. In the previous podcast, I believe I shared with you as well, but in my work at the College of Southern Nevada, uh, a lot of times I'll work with young women that won't even know what the glass ceiling is or won't even know what these barriers are. And and in some ways that's great because that means that we've worked, we've done well as, as a gender and, and we've made some pretty tremendous strides. On the flip side, that's bad because if we don't realize there's a problem, we're not working towards solution and we're not working together as men, women, and and leaders uh, to make a difference. Number four is to unplug, to disconnect, to be engaged when you're with your kids, be with your kids, when you're at work, be at work 100%. Number five is wear pants and kick ass. I just feel like when it comes to being a woman or a man, and that's one of the things too, by saying that I wear the pants or giving some sort of detriment, it's saying that my husband isn't strong and that's not cool. So if you're a man out there, wear pants and kick ass too, because that's important. And all of us doing that together will be stronger and have more of a synergistic effect. So that's your top five kick ass. Hi, this is Shauna Richardson. I'm CEO at Saratech. One of our company's core tenants is to support and empower women through responsible credit services and education. I've worked with organizations all over the world to help create awareness about the importance of having access to fairly priced credit. I want women and their families to to be able to fund their dreams, so I'm really, really excited about this Wonder Woman series. And with that, you are listening to the Strategic Hotbox with Brandy Stankovic. Hello, we are here in Vienna attending the Conferencia Mundial dos Cooperativos de Credit. Hello, my name is Eleonora Zgonjanin Petrovic, and that's long, but shortly Ellie. And you are listening, Brandy from the Hot Dogs. Hi, 
I'm Janiel. And hi, I'm Junior. We're from St. Lucia, the Helen of the West. We're the only driving volcano. And you're listening to Brandy on the strategic hotbox. So we're going to wrap. I just want to say thank you so much to Catherine, to all the wonder women out there and the people that lead men and women every day. We encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Get out there and kick some ass.